Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Iman. And I'm Thomas Welch. We got a good one today. Um, we're uh, we're going to go through some of the NHL awards and make our picks, give our predictions on who we think the winners should be and why, uh, as well as talk about some more, uh, some of the smaller awards with some blues news, you know, Jay, when we start up for the Masterton. So we'll get into that. Um, we're we're going to spend a lot of the show talking about around the NHL and those major awards. So that'll be fun. Always should always be uh, good for some debate as those talks typically are. But there is no debate on today's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a delicious candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. All right, Tommy, before we hop into the awards, I mean, I haven't talked to you since Friday. How was your weekend? What did you do? Uh, I was pretty good. I honestly went I went on uh, went mini golfing, hung out with some Ooh, friends. Did you win? Uh, uh, no, we had to do like a speed round because the place we were at was getting ready to close. But also uh-huh. I went bowling. Um, saw some of my buddies from high school. They were in town, so we went bowling and threw a couple brewskis back while we were doing okay. that. So you know, did you win that staple? Uh, no, <laughs> I did terrible. <laughs> All right, I won the All first right. game, and then the last two I got smacked. But. All right. All right. So one for three. Yeah. We're all right. Decent, decent odds. Um, yeah. I mean, I, uh, went up, went up North to the lake house, got the boat in the water with the family. Always, always a good time. Um, I've been watching a lot of the Sopranos lately because I never got around to seeing that show. So I've, I've been, I heard it's, I heard it's amazing. I've never seen it. It's, it's pretty fire. I've watched about 10 episodes, 11 episodes in the last 24 hours, at least. So, and they're in like full 50 minute uh, episodes on HBO. So I, I, it's been, it's been pretty much my life uh, over the weekend, um, but it's been a good time. It's been a good time. Made some money, did some chores, you know, the usual. Going to be getting back to work soon. Life's, life's getting back to normal. Speaking of which, uh, just to throw, to speak, talking of money, uh, do you know I've been streaming on Twitch or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, some guy donated $1,000 to my PayPal <laughs> just from fucking, from watching me on Twitch. He said he liked my content. And, what? Yeah, I swear, dude, blew my mind. I almost cried on stream. Shit was nuts. $1,000. A thousand, a thousand big ones. <laughs> Absolutely insane. So that's, what did he that's say? also how my he just said uh, I love your content and I love watching your streams. Keep up the good work. I know. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I, I was in like my podcast zone and now I'm just completely uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, my heart I'm about fell out my ass, man. It's nuts. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, Tommy, the big Twitch affiliate. Welcome. My goodness! <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. I mean, on that note, uh, <laughs> wow. Speaking right, of big uh, ones. Yeah, speaking of big ones, let's talk about some big awards, I yeah. guess. Mm. Um, yeah, so NHL. There are some awards up for debate. Today, we're going to be talking about the Hart, the Norris, the Vesna, the Selkie, the called there and maybe some other ones if we have time sprinkle it in there but we'll talk about the big ones today uh first things first tommy who is your pick for the heart trophy winner the mvp of the nhl all right so i'm gonna say this right now i think i think dry is going to win let's not get that twisted 
Okay. I think above and beyond, he is kind of the clear pick. Um, but for me, if I had a vote, I would probably pick Artemi Panarin. Uh, it's because he's got career high in goals, assists, points, and average time on ice on the season. 32 goals, 95 points, and a plus-minus of plus 36 for the Rangers. So I think in terms of what he brings to that team and the impact he has on them, not that Dreisaitl's not, like, one of the best players, if not, like, this season, the best player in the NHL, but he also has McDavid there. So I think if I had a vote, which I don't, obviously, but I would take that into consideration. So, All right. I mean – all valid points there. Um, and I think we can, this, this opens the door for a very interesting debate topic. And I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm kind of on the fence 50, 50, but for this, for, for content sake, I'm going to argue for dry sidle. Um, just cause I think it could produce some interesting debate and interesting discourse. Yeah. So the main reason why I'd shy away from Panarin is because if it weren't for this expanded playoff talk, he wouldn't even have had a sniff of the votes. You know how hard trophy voters are. They don't like guys who don't make the that playoffs. Is true. Never. And I'm not saying I do. I'm not saying your your success should be based off of team success. But I will say that even though um, the Oilers have Connor McDavid and whatever, whatever, the Oilers were far and away the best they've ever been in recent years this year. And the one variable that changed was Leon Dreisaitl broke out and established himself as a dominant player and as one of the best players in the league. Not that Connor McDavid wasn't great and isn't the best player in the world and maybe the best player of all time. That's a debate for another time, but not anything against Connor McDavid. But Leon Dreisaitl spent most of his time playing alongside people that aren't named Connor McDavid, had an absolute breakout year, like the best he's had by far one of the best years we've seen from any player in a long time. And then all of a sudden this team that's been struggling with the best player in the world, all of a sudden gets a breakout from another player and is flying high, riding, riding the playoff wave easily. I think that's the case for dry sidle. Um, I think it, it, oh, playing with McDavid should almost up his, his value in that sense to whereas McDavid could play as amazing as he wanted, but until dry settle broke out, the Oilers didn't sniff the playoffs. So that's my argument. I mean, if you want to, what do you, what are your thoughts? What do you, what do you think? Um, I just think in terms of, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely agree with you about, uh, I think it was Pierre Lebrun, I think tweeted today that he definitely takes into consideration like playoff teams. So I agree about that. It's just, I think, I don't know. I always just think about the impact that a player has. And it makes sense what you're saying about dry sidle stepping it up and the team stepping it up at the same time. But, and the fact that dry sidle hasn't played, played with a player like McDavid, but the fact that he is playing with McDavid now, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I think dry sidle takes it, but I'd, I'd still argue that my vote would go for Timmy Panarin. I don't know. I don't know, Tommy. I mean, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but the Rangers just, I mean, they were hot at the right time, but for argument's sake, I mean, one guy was clearly on the better team, which yeah. could, that could go either way. That could definitely go either way. Um, I think Panarin was, it helps his numbers too. So I think Panarin was better than stuff. his next best teammate by far. Which that, I think, right. And I think that's what, that's, what really sets it apart for me is the the skill gap, I guess. But in terms of overall impact on a team, I think 
Panarin only did so much. I think that when the team started clicking and gelling, that's when the Rangers started improving. I, but I think Drysaddle really carried the Oilers on his shoulders this year um, and took a lot of the weight off McDavid. I think it's no either way. I would expect Drysaddle to win, but I, I wouldn't be unhappy or happy either way. You know, necessarily. I yeah. think. I think it's a very interesting year. You know, you got two guys that you wouldn't really expect to be in the conversation, in the conversation, which is one one thing I love about hockey so much. I feel like the Hart Trophy. Um, really bounces around frequently between guys like, you know, Taylor Hall yeah, and a like couple that. years it, back. And now he's, I mean, not that he's not great, but he's just, he's not regarded as like an absolute superstar, but yet he was the MVP a couple of years ago. So, right. And it is, I, I agree with you for sure. It's, it's definitely fun seeing like the new names hop in and out of the, of the voting. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of categories where uh, there's there's potential winners that could go either way. So, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, what's your um? What, what quick uh, side note? One of the smaller words. What would be your pick for uh, best protein bar? Best protein bar? Oh, yeah. If you would have had to give it, yeah, yeah. I actually so protein bar I've ever had my entire. I got a word from a source that um that award is being unveiled early, and the winner for best protein bar. Is Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They're tasty. It's a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. You got 16 amazing flavors, all of them chocolate, eight of them with nuts, eight of them without nuts, but they're covered 100% in chocolate, completely covered in delicious chocolate. So you're always getting a, a sweet, tasty bite. They're soft, they're easy to chew. Best part is they're healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Tommy, which one do you want to hear about? Peanut butter brownie or mint brownie? I'm going to let you choose. Give me the mint. The mint brownie? Yeah. I'd love to. Sell 15, me on. Gr- 15 grams of protein. One, five. That's a whole lot of protein for a candy bar. You want to know what isn't a whole lot? The calories. Only 110. That's good for you. <laughs> And only four grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. You won't even feel it. You'll feel great afterwards. It's delicious. It's good for you. And you want to know where you can get them? You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. So use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And we'll be right back with the rest of the awards. You like that transition, Tommy? I was pretty proud I of that. I do. One. That, was, that was clean, bro. Thank you. Nasty. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Moving on. The next award. Uh, we can talk about the Norris. I think this one's pretty obvious, but I yeah. mean we could I mean from the at the beginning of the year, Alex Petrangelo was was sort of making his He was name cruising. Heard. He was cruising. He was definitely making his name heard in the in the uh Norris conversation. I mean, still was behind. We can say, I mean, it's not like we're hiding after a big reveal. Uh, John Carlson, probably going to take it. Let's be honest. Yeah. But if Anytime it weren't you lead for... all defensemen in points by a 10 point margin, I mean, you're kind of setting yourself apart there. Right. Even from the beginning, he was, um, he was kind of, uh, Tearing it, tearing it up, running away with things. You know, Petrangelo never really got the chance, but Petrangelo's had a really good year. Uh, one of his best as a blue. So, I mean, if it weren't for John Carlson, I think his name would definitely be in there a lot more, uh, especially yeah. considering he hasn't won one yet. And that's kind of how Norris voters like to divvy up the award. They'll just hand it off to the best defenseman that hasn't won one yet, except for yeah. this year when there's a clear, clear favorite. Yeah. So I think John Carlson is the winner there. There's not a whole lot of debate to be had. I don't know. You got any, any, any thoughts, any tidbits for the Norris trophy? Um, I think, I think Roman Yossi is going to come second. I think. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like the argument. I think the argument is fair uh, that he could potentially push John Carlson for 
the for the first place, but I don't think I don't think the argument has enough strength to actually do it, if that makes sense. It could definitely happen. It's just not not the most likely outcome in the right. world. I think this award's probably the biggest landslide out of all of them. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean so quick one there. Not not a whole lot of debate to be had. This one's gonna be interesting. Vezna. Best goalie in the league. This one I I've got like I don't think there's any debate here, but oh. you can debate this. I think it's Hellebuck by a landslide. Not really okay. by a landslide, but I think it's got to be Hellebuck just because he led the league in shutouts with six, I believe. Okay. 58 games played, so he's got the volume there, and then a 922 save percentage, which, like, above... I think with goalies above, like, 40 games played, it was, like, not even close. He, was, he had the best save percentage, so... Okay. Okay, I mean... Again, for argument's sake, I, I guess no, I I'll think just, it was everyone except for Rask. Sorry. For argument's sake, I think I will pitch uh, Tuka Rask's case. Yep. Yeah. Um, I would. I would see that. Um, second in shutouts with five. Uh, I think he played less games though. Uh, save percentage. Second in the league behind Anton Kadobin, but uh, in terms of starters, like I think he's he's a 929. Kadobin is a 930. Uh, the next mm-hmm. like high profile starter on that list is honestly Mirza Lincoln's out of out of Columbus with a 923. Yeah. So he's I mean he's really far and away been one of the most consistent starters in the NHL this year. Uh, if you look at goals against average, he's first in the NHL with a 2.12. I was going to bring that up, yeah. That's Which is nasty. ridiculous because then the next guy <laughs> is Jake Allen with a two one five, and then you don't have anyone else until two 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 at number three. So yeah. besides Jake Allen, Tukarask is a full tenth of a goal better than the next guy, which can't go uh, understated. Um, as far as wins go, he wasn't really that high up, uh, but I mean he's he's always been one of the most consistent regular season goalies, playoffs, eh, not so much. Um, as we know from experience, but uh, he and he was finishing the season hot too. Finishing the season pretty strong, and he only he has one Vesna in his in his past, but that was uh, uh, six years ago at this point. So definitely, definitely could see Rask winning it. But I could I, see I Vasilevsky agree. somewhere up there too. I, I was gonna say, I, Vasilevsky could totally pull it off and win it, but like. She shouldn't. Yeah, um, I guess. I and looking at Hallie Buck's numbers, I mean, he was thirty. He had thirty-one wins, but he also had twenty-six losses. So it's not like he was really dominating for his team. You know, thirty-one and twenty-six is great. Yeah. But if you look at Tuka Rask, you're looking at a twenty-six and fourteen, which is a little bit more dominant in terms That's of fair. like goalie performance. I, I think Tuka Rask has been maybe the more dominant goalie, maybe the higher impact for his team, just looking at the numbers like that. But I think Connor Hellybuck has been more consistent and has been maybe the better goalie overall throughout the entire season stretch because I know Tuka Rask is known to be a little streaky. So Yeah, and you can also it, make the argument that Hellebuck like, is basically doing it himself and his record shows that because their yeah, defense is yeah. so riddled that like all of these wins basically not not all of them because their offense is pretty stacked i'll give them that but a lot of these wins when it comes to like defensive play and stuff rides on his shoulders so that's a lot of weight yeah. to carry. Hallibuck has faced almost well. 1700 shots this year. 
Tuka, Tuka has only faced 1100. So Holy Buck has definitely had a lot higher of a workload. Like yeah, literally a Tuka Rask has only faced a two thirds of the shots Hellybuck has. So you could definitely make an argument there for Hellybuck. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to fence sit on this one just because I probably would lean towards Hellybuck, but I made the Rask mm-hmm. argument. So for yeah, sake of the, I think, I think for sake of argument, I would put Rask at second. Yeah, like if I, if I, wasn't I think it's so, between those two. I wasn't so intent on Hellebuck. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's between those two as well. I think it's between those two. All right, last major award, and then we can uh, we'll take a break like and we'll get one. into the, some of the blues. The blues news. Um, the Calder Rookie of the Year. It's going to be a battle between some defensemen this year. I'd say the top. Yeah, two imagine that. Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes. Um, and Adam Fox, don't forget about that. And Adam Fox, but I think he's kind sort of, of like the, the I think he's sort kind of, of the like outlier. The, but his plus yeah. minus was a plus twenty two, which no plus minus is a net. broken stat. I don't know, man. For a you can't you can't use it to hand it an award. I mean, that's fair, but I don't know. Unless it's the the, the the green jacket award that I don't know who it is. Was the dude on Twitter? Who uh, who tracks who has the lowest plus minus in the league? Oh yeah, yeah, I, I've seen. Keep that. track of it as like the Masters golf tournament. I think it was a Red Wings player this year. Fabry was up there. Didn't didn't quite pull away with the win. Oh yeah. Anyways, I think, I think there was like a there was like a a bunch of Red Wings players down there, wasn't there? It was like the entire Red Wings team. It might have yeah. it might as well have just been the Red Wings stat page. Jesus. Um, but yeah, Calder Trophy. Uh, I'd say that the top two is between. Uh, Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes. Uh, I don't know if you want to. I don't know which which side you want to take, but I'm going to pull. I'm going to take Kale McCarr. No, uh, I wanted to take Kale McCarr. <laughs> <laughs> Kale McCarr is going to win I, it. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, dude, the the kid was almost point per game, fifty points in fifty seven games played as a defenseman. That's nuts. That's yep. absolutely nutty. So I yep. mean, <laughs> Quinn Hughes had more points was in sixty eight games though. I mean. They're both, don't get me wrong, they're both going to be studs for their foreseeable future. All right. Foreseeable future. All right. To read off the stats, uh, Cal McCarr played 57 games, had 12 goals, 38 assists for 50 points, uh, plus minus of 12, since apparently that matters. Um, Looking at Quinn Hughes in 68 games, he had eight goals and 45 assists for 53 points, Um, was a minus 10. So. Throw he's a little bit younger. He's saying. younger than he's younger than me, which is really weird. Um, <laughs> it's it's actually really strange to look at. Quinn Hughes is younger than me. Um, all right, existential crisis aside, <laughs> I think Kyle McCarr is the, the pretty obvious choice here. Um, I do too. He's just an absolute monster. He stepped up in the playoffs last year and just showed uh, Colorado what he was capable of and then carried it over to a spectacular regular season. I mean, almost point per game as a defenseman, as a rookie defenseman, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah no debate. Cal McCarr, I'm not even yeah. arguing for Quentin Hughes. Sorry. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Let's take a short break and then we'll get into the, we'll, we'll wrap up this episode with some, with some blues talk. All right, Tommy, we're back. We're back. Just really quick, well, who do you have for the Selkie? Do I have you for the Selkie? Oh, I don't know if I have. I, I don't. Mm. Trees. Oh yeah, we did skip that, didn't we? Um, because I kind of want a sleeper pick. That's yeah, we, skip, we we skipped the Selkie a little bit, didn't we? Whoopsie. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I give it to Patrice version on this year. I don't think he did enough to. I mean, he did have a really good offensive year, but. Mm-hmm. Eh. 
I, I like Sean Couturier for that. Oh, fuck. That's who I'm going to pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we totally skipped over the Selkie. But yeah, um, I like Sean Couturier for that. Um, I think that they, they would like to, he's been nominated, I think, a few times now. This might yeah. be his second, his second or third time, and he hasn't won it yet. And usually that's how the Selkie trophy works, is they like to give it to the guys who, it's like the, it's like a compensation award. No offense to Ryan O'Reilly. Um, and, and it wasn't really for him, but a lot of times the Selkie can be like, okay, you had a really good year and you kind of played defense. Here's an award. Yeah. A lot of times. And not saying Kachiri is, or at defense, I just think he's on. He's like the, on that cusp of not really getting any of those big name awards, similar to Ryan O'Reilly. Um, but yet, he he still is a really good two way centerman. So they want to get him in the conversation. He's been nominated a few times, hasn't won it. So I think this is his year. Yeah, I think I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with the fact that Philadelphia got so hot so fast and started making waves. I think bodes well for him. Also, the fact exactly. he's never won it before. Um, but something I I think they also take into play is face-off percentage because that was a big thing for Ryan O'Reilly last year. Like, if you have the puck, that's about as good defensively. Like, winning a face-off is, like, good defensively as a forward can ultimately get because you just already get the puck right back, you know? Especially in the defensive zone. That's huge. Um, and Couturier had was 60% from the face-off dot this year with 900 draws, which is insane. You know, he was second nice. on the team in assists and third in goals. So, I mean, I feel like... I feel like if there was ever a year for this guy to win his first Selkie, it's got to be this one. So that's why mm-hmm. I chose. That. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, some some more local ish stuff. Smaller award, the Masters and Trophy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I don't have the exact definition pulled up, but the Masters and Trophy is basically someone who exhibits perseverance, sportsmanship, um, sort of all a little more off the ice focused. Um, in the game of hockey, uh, the Blues, not for example, like the Blues nominee this year is Jay Bomeister. Um, for obvious reasons, you know, he's not only did he deal with an injury last year and recover from that, but this year he suffered a tragic cardiac incident on the ice and was actually pronounced dead for a little bit there. Um, before being resuscitated and thankfully making a recovery. Uh, so that's sort of like the local Blues uh, spit on it, but. Other great nominees as well, uh, Lynn Blom, obviously, who's in the final stages of recovering from cancer, which is amazing to hear as well. Um, and I Bobby think uh, Bob, Bobby Ryan as well, uh, you know, recovering substance abuse, uh, you know, been, been in and out of programs, making his return to the NHL, playing his ass off, getting a hat trick in his, in his first game back. A lot of good stories this year. I'm, I'm not... I'm not going to pick a winner because I feel like that. I'm not going to yeah. choose whose tragedy or whose struggle was worse. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a really good way to focus on something um, off the ice and right. A different yeah. aspect of hockey. Like, right. For yeah. example, that's a good way to phrase it. Like, you know, like uh, in years past, we saw like, did Robin Lehner win it last year or two years so. ago when he came out so. and talked about his mental health struggles and all that stuff. So it, it really gives a, a good opportunity to highlight not, not just the aspects of hockey, but the aspects of life that kind of go untalked about, especially for big, tough athletes, mm-hmm. um, which is why I really like the award. Um, obviously, it's great that Jay Bomeister gets nominated, uh, but there's 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 a lot of good stories. Um, I mean, Connor McDavid gets nominated for recovering from injury. Um, Shea Weber, similar situation. So it definitely highlights these guys who persevere, who work through difficult injuries, difficult life experiences, and and either come back and play hockey or just come back and be a part of their team, their community. 
um, lot of lot of good vibes from 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 this award. You know, it, yeah, it, and I think I think it helps fans kind of look at players as humans more because a lot of times, especially on Twitter, and you see it all the time, like someone has a bad game, you can just go like search their name on Twitter and just people blasting them left and right, telling them how like dog shit they are. And I think I think a lot of people get too caught up in the sport to realize that like, even like in terms of contracts and stuff like these people, like we talk about Alex Petrangelo potentially like leaving the blues and stuff all the time and how that'd be terrible for the blues. And how it would like suck on his end. And like, I'm sure a lot of people would be mad at him, but at the same time, he like, he has a family and like kids to think about. And like, I don't know. It's just, it gives a different side kind of like you were saying about uh, looking at the inner scope of these people instead of athletes and i think that's important in any sport in any aspect of life yeah and i mean i'm not ashamed to say i i didn't i bobby ryan wasn't my it was far from my favorite favorite hockey players because the reputation he had and like the fact that he dropped off and was so bad i'm like wow bobby ryan's a bum he's a plug you know whatever this guy sucks um i'm not ashamed to admit that just because that's what the media painted him as that's you know all i really knew through my limited research into bobby ryan because i couldn't really be bothered to look any further than what the initial media portrayal was and then you know, a couple of years later, he, he makes a resurgence. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like a, feel like an asshole just cause you know, you place that prior judgment on these guys. Cause you, like you said, it's kind of easy to forget that they're at the end of the day, they're humans. Um, and it, this gives a really, you know, good way to shine light on things that you wouldn't expect. Now I have immense, incredible respect for Bobby Ryan. I will root for him until the end of his career because of what we know now. And, you know, not saying that should or shouldn't factor into teams or players you root for but I, I think it's a really good way to like i like you know shine a light on something that doesn't get enough attention in general you know i'm sure that these guys are very grateful for the support they get throughout the process especially coupled with winning an award like this it's got to be a huge help yeah 100 percent. yeah all right <clears throat> i think that's all we got for today um running near the end of this episode anyways you got anything else to add tommy Mm, nope that's all i got no all right i will say uh if you I'm excited guys, for the playoffs i'm excited for yeah yeah if you guys are listening to this the day it comes out uh tuesday june 9th go ahead and wish our our good friend and co-host joey palazzola a yeah. happy 50th birthday um <laughs> no go yeah no don't wish him a happy 50th birthday be nice to him today um yeah it's his jordan birthday so he's 45. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah big day for joey that's why he's on the pod right now he's out uh you know, respectfully socially distancing with a bunch of buddies, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so go wish Joey a happy birthday. Um, I'm sure he'll appreciate all the love. And thank you guys so much for listening. Go check on Lockdown NHL. They got a great show over there. Stay tuned to further episodes this week. we got a special one coming up on Thursday um, that I hope you guys can all tune into. Uh, I think it's very important for the Lockdown brand. Uh, more on that later, though. And yeah, we'll be back uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, with an episode. Um, and then the gauntlet on Friday. So it should be a good week. Stay tuned. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go blues.